You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Also for the podcast, a new sponsor, RCB Bank. The home market is booming and RCB Bank is here for you. If you're in the market to buy a home, a mortgage pre-qualification will make the process much easier. Talk to one of our mortgage professionals today. RCB Bank, that's my bank. With approved credit, terms and restrictions apply, member FDIC, equal housing lender, RCB Bank, NMLS 798151. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and here, your host. Back with another episode coming to you from, I'm going to say cowgirl country, not cowboy country. We're in cowgirl country today. Uh, Isabel Fierro is on the podcast, cowgirl golfer, going into your junior year. Hopefully, I get that right. Um, Isabel, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Really appreciate it. No, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> uh, so, looking through your stats to give people a little bit of context. Um, there's a lot, and you're, I mean, currently 56 in the world in the Wagger, which for people who aren't listening, who are listening and don't understand that, that's World Golf Amateur Rankings. Um, originally from Mexico, and last year you had the best stroke average in program history, which is epic. And then obviously your first win, you set, you broke the scoring record as well, which is awesome too. Yeah, it was, it's been, it's been so great. Um, and I'm just, I'm very grateful to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, know that um i have my uh, family back home but i also have my second family here and i'm just so grateful for them and uh, i enjoy being here every single day yeah no doubt so take us all the way back where does golf start for you um so i mean most players will say their dad introduced them to the game for me my dad it's like super competitive and Whenever we were super little, I was around three, four years old. Um, he told my older sister and me at the time that whatever sport we would like to pick, we will have to do with discipline and until the end. And as long as my dad and mom could support us, and that will be it. And I just fell in love with golf just because it's such an independent sport. But also it gives you, I mean, it gives me so much peace in the golf course. And it's a, it's a sport that you mature way faster than others. Well, what I see and what I feel um, like you, for example, you get to make the mistakes and then you learn from them and other sports, you have the, to- the coach talking to you there all the time. And like uh, golf is such a lone sport that you have to know yourself more than anybody else. And so it's kind of like really important. And um, I've, I've just fell in love with the sport and I'm very, very competitive and, um, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're speaking my language. That was pretty much the same for me. Like I, I kind of played as a kid growing up, right. And you got your parents that, you know, you have great parents behind you and tell you that you find your passion and you give it, give it everything you have. We'll support you as long as we can. And it must've been cool having a sister to bounce things back off and be competitive with. Does she play golf too? Uh, who, my sister, or my mom. Well, both. Yeah. Both. 
Yeah, my sister was gonna come actually here. Um, she was she was pretty good, pretty good golfer. She didn't thought she was, but she had she was she is so talented. But at the end of the day, um, she realized that golf can be like very lonely, just like any other sport. If you compete uh, a high level and you want to be the best, just like my goal is to be the best. Um, so she eventually find out and she's like, you know what? Like I love golf, but it's not my passion. So she decided to just stay in Mexico and she's about to uh, finish her degree in architecture. Mm -hmm. So she's happy, which is what matters. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I'm sure it was a tough decision to make, right? But to to be to say, hey, like it's not my passion. I'm not going to do it. Then, you know, I'm sure she's going to be successful in whatever she does. But that's that's really cool thing to 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 kind of. I mean, for me, I'm like it was golf or nothing. <laughs> like, uh, but I always kind of respect people who who are talented, but they say, you know, it's not my passion. They kind of step away from it. It takes it's a big decision to make to step away, but. That must that would have been amazing, right? If she joined you on the team, I'm sure that uh, that would have been great for you. Yeah, actually, um, I've decided most likely to stay a fifth year here, mm -hmm. um, and my brother potentially can come here. And so, if I stay, my little brother is going to come here, which yeah. it will be really cool. But yeah, back for what you're saying, it is. I think every sport, like I said, if you're competing on a high level, there's a lot of things that each sport uh, brings you, and like it's just something that you learn every single day from it. But at the same time, it's taking away something. So I think you have to balance it out. And at least for me, I want, I know that I want to be the best amateur first and then I want to be the best professional out there. Yeah. And so once I reach that, of course, I have like my long-term goals and everything, but then eventually I want to have a family and kids and everything. Um, and just because, like I said, golf kind of gets a little bit lonely at some point and you have to have the right uh, routes, the, like the right people around you and stuff. And it's so important to be in college. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of friends that um, they were pretty much top 10 world ranking. They were amazing golfers, amazing people. And they eventually graduated and they're like, you know what? This is not my passion. I don't want to do it. And of course, there's a lot of people talking and saying like, how could you? Like if there was their dream and like, they're just like, you know what? Like I love golf, but most people work for golf channel or there you do like interviews or stuff like that, which is really cool because they get another perspective from it. And it's just amazing. And I respect those people so much because it's kind of like they build their own career for golf, but then eventually they find another passion and it's totally respectable too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, tell me about kind of like you, as you realize that you were kind of really good at it and you start playing more and you go to golf tournaments, you start winning and like, how, how was that kind of progression? Cause then you played junior world am too, right? Yeah. Um, well it was when I was super little, like, um, I was, I was a big, big grinder. Like I didn't really care about school. Like I pretty much, uh, just went out there um, I won the Callaway Junior World, which now it's named IMG, which is in San Diego in Torrey Pines at the time. And right now it is, still is. Um, and I won that event when I was six, seven, and when I was 10, I think. Mm -hmm. So pretty much you're competing with the best players in the world on your age. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of knew that I was kind of good at this sport. I've never been the kind of person that I like to brag about what I do or not do. I'm just like kind of quiet and humble, which that's something I've, I'm always going to keep doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I got the opportunity to play with the Mexican squad since I was like about 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. So that made me grow up a little bit faster than other girls my age. That made me see a lot of perspective, a lot of things that most girls my age don't get to see until they eventually like get there. 
Um, so I got to pretty much play with Gabby Lopez, Maria Fassi, with Alvaro Ortiz. Like, I got to play with people that are right now on tour, which is really exciting for me because I know I can be there one day. Um, but yeah, I play pretty much, I played the World Team Championship when I was 16 or 15 in Cancun. I play, I came like top 15. I play one LPG event when I was 15 um, and I came like top 15. And I, I mean, it's it's just been kind of like, for me, I've always said that it's really good to be like super stable. Like sometimes, yeah, you can win in everything, but golf is really hard to win. Like it has to be like your perfect week and everything. So you have to be patient out there. So uh, with me, I've always been kind of like a grinder, like in slow motion. I said, like I've been through injuries. I've been through so many adversities throughout my career. And I feel that that's how I realized I was good at the sport because uh, whenever I play, like I'm always having a smile on my face. Like I'm always like energetic and stuff, which I think that's the best word to describe me in the golf course and outside too. Um, and eventually like uh, in college, like I even had a conversation with my coaches last semester and I was like, guys, like, I just want to improve. Like, I feel that I haven't improved that much. And they look at me and they're like, have you looked at your stats? And I was like, um, not that much, but no. yeah. And they were like, okay. So like they literally like left for an hour, came back, talked to me and they were like, you have done this, 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 and this in freshman year, you have break this record and this. Re-. And I didn't realize. So sometimes it's really hard. I'm going to say for me, but I bet for most players too, to be really hard on themselves, but also sometimes you have to take a step back and give yourself a palm on the shoulder and be like, you're doing things the right way. College is a hard thing. If you're competing on a sport, it's so hard because you have to do everything pretty much with excellence. You have to have good grades. You have to go work out. You have to be there for your teammates, tournaments, traveling. There's just so many things. Plus, if you're international, it's even more difficult because you're away from from your family and you have to get adjusted to the culture, which is a huge challenge. At least it was for me my freshman year. So with that being said, I just, whenever, before college, I, I kind of knew, I was like, I think I got it. Like I, I came quarter finalist in the U S um, before my surgery in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a great experience. Know that I was there. I was out there. People knew who I was. I was in contingency. I was, I was there. I was fighting for, for, uh, the podium most of the times. Um, but I also understood that sometimes it's not really your week that you could be hitting so good the week before a tournament. And then you end up in a tournament and you literally shot 74 hitting absolutely every green. And you're like, what is wrong? But absolutely. Like, honestly, there's nothing wrong. It's just that's golf. And that's why you have to be so open-minded to know that there's a possibility that if you are hitting a draw, that tomorrow you're going to hit a fade and that's how it is. So you have to get used to it and just adapt to it. Yeah, no doubt. Tell me about World Am in Cancun. Like that's, I mean, I, that was 2016, right? Yeah. Yeah. They canceled this year's actually, but I'm going to play next year in, in France, but okay. in Cancun, it was amazing. I literally can, I can remember absolutely every single shot I, I hit, which is crazy, but I do just because everyone was saying like, Oh, this like little girl from Mexico is playing with the Mexican squad and everything. And again, like I was playing with girls that were four or five years older than me. Um, and the, the coolest part about being young and go out there compete is that you have no expectations. Right. You have no expectations on how things were go. So that's how I entered to the golf course. I 
I kind of knew the magnitude of the, of the tournament. I was like, this is a world team championship playing in my home country, playing for my country with home crowd. Okay. But I always love crowd. And so I was really pumped from the first tee. Like I, I got very excited. My family got to come, everybody. So it was, it was definitely one of the best tournaments I've played. Um, and the, the bound I made with my, with my friends, with my teammates, it was just, it was just amazing. I learned so much about my golf game, so much about myself that eventually that like led me to know more about me and through college. And it was just a great experience. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. So I played World Am in 2014, um, in oh, Japan. Really? Yeah. In Japan. And oh, yeah. we showed up, uh, we showed up obviously. So, the, so it was it the same way where you guys, the women played the week first, right. And then the guys follow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we showed up obviously the week before, you know, practice round, preparing for it. And there's TV cameras everywhere. There's crowds everywhere. And we're like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Day one of our tournament, there was nobody there because male golf in Japan is not big. Whereas female golf in Japan made, there was like five or six news stations. And I was standing on the first tee. I'm like, where did everyone go? Like, <laughs> why did everyone leave? I couldn't yeah. believe it. But yeah, great experience. Just, you're right, traveling. I mean, to play in your home country, I'm sure was amazing. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, when you go to France, it'll be a lot of fun. And yeah, it's definitely one of the best golf tournaments I've ever played in. It was, uh, it was just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like I said, I've always been like super humble, but I always, I love being grateful because sometimes I feel as athletes, we take everything for granted and the places we, we get to visit, it's just such an amazing experience. Like it's just, sometimes we forget about that and it's kind of like, okay, like you can say, Oh, I've been to like China and Switzerland and like Abu Dhabi. And, and then you look and you're like, wait, I have been in these places. Like, yeah. it's so cool. And so and I just, free I as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I enjoy the best out of every, every tournament. <laughs> So while all this is going on, you, you know, you're, you're playing really well as, a, as a, you know, you're at a young age and you're playing big tournaments and you, you're kind of the youngest one there. When does OSU start calling? Like, when does that happen and make that connection? Okay. So uh, with me before coach uh, Robertson and coach Swanee came, um, coach uh, Jones and coach uh, Par Nielsen, they recruited me. Mm-hmm. They were probably on me since I was like 14 or 15, which it was like, a young age and I remember that I was playing tournaments and I was I was having like 15 20 coaches watching me and the girls in my group and he was like I was like what is this, this is so it's so cool yeah. and I got really excited um and eventually um, my ex-coach uh came here Rafael Arcon he came to play here mm-hmm. and he's so so wise I mean he he taught me so much and one of the things is that hey go visit Oklahoma state. And it was not even in my radar. I was like, wait, what? A girl from Mexico in Oklahoma state in Oklahoma still water. Like what? Um, but I always said like, I've been, I'm a really determined girl and I'm really focused and I don't really party. I don't really do those kind of things. So, and plus the people here are so polite that I was, I mean, I was amazed. I was like, this is amazing. And when I came in my visit, I literally with like exact same words, I stepped on the football field and I fell in love with it. It felt like my second home right away. And everything it's like, I mean, Oklahoma, yeah, everyone says it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it is in the middle of nowhere, but it's a college town, which makes it even better. And everyone is like, if you're an athlete, everyone's so welcoming. Like I remember freshman year that I was so lost. You could see it on my face. And people will come to me and be like, hey, like, do you need help? And I'll be like, yeah, I do need help. I'm lost. And so it would just help me in the middle of nowhere. So that's pretty cool. Um, 
And plus, another thing, another factor why I picked uh, Oklahoma State was the weather. Most people, which I respect their decision, but most people like to go to California or like Florida, which is like sunny and there's no wind. But then eventually, if you go and play tournaments in like Chicago, when it can get very windy, or you turn pro and you play in Asia, which is like... 30 mile wind you're not going to know what to do in those circumstances so the weather here is so unpredictable that you are prepared for that adversity that you eventually are going to be phased on so um i am so happy i picked this place and um they pretty much uh, have been on me since i was like 14 15 and so it's yeah. been it's been really cool so far <laughs> yeah that, uh, uh, you're right like coming to the middle of nowhere and well, I mean, first of all, coming to Oklahoma, which is technically in the middle of nowhere, and then going to Stillwater, which is even more in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm sure it was a shock. And like you said, that I had the same experience as a you know a culture shock coming here. And I mean, I hated my first couple of months. I just couldn't get settled, and I mean, eventually did right. But it's just that when you're young, you yeah. know, you, you you kind of just like, you know, what am I doing here? And I'm away from my family and all that stuff. But you're right. It seems like, you know, same, same thing happened to me. Like the people are great. Everyone's really friendly. Everyone's going to help you out. And um, you don't necessarily need to ask for it. They can see it, right. They're like, yes, we know, you know, we'll help you because we can see you need it. Uh, yeah. But yeah. That, that's really cool. Uh, what was it like, I guess, when you first like, stepped on the tee at Carson Creek? Well, I put, there's a tournament on AGJ tournament it was AGJ. It's like a little like uh, association, like a little uh, yeah. mm-hmm. like for junior players that are really, really good. Yeah. So I got invited to the thing invitational, I remember. And I was crying on the 13th hole, just praying to go back home because of how hard the golf course was. It was insane. I found snakes on the bushes, my balls on the bushes. I was on the bushes the entire day. I was like, Dad, this is not like I was like 15 or 16. I was like, Dad, how Oklahoma State amazing, but this course just really hate me. I'm not gonna put a foot here. And three, four years later, I was here. So um the first time we were qualified, I think I think I even win the qualifier the first time, if I'm not wrong. But it was just uh, to be honest, I was so, so nervous. I was like what am I doing here? Like, this is, I mean, cause Carson Creek, if you know how to shoot low scores in Carson Creek, you can shoot low scores anywhere you go pretty much. Um, so it's, it's definitely got me prepared for every tournament. And again, like I said, playing with wind, like it's so, so important to know how to play with like trajectory in the golf ball and everything that you only get to do that with wind. So here, um, I will be spending time like hitting balls, different kind of shots, and plus the facilities were amazing. So um, it's definitely helped me to get um, way better. <laughs> right. No, I mean, you made a great point, right? You know, most people do think, I want to go to California, I want to go to Florida, I want to go where it's perfect every day. It's 75, there's no wind, and I get to play golf. But, you, you know, you're totally right. Whereas you go anywhere, you go play the British Open or anywhere, you know, it's blowing and you're like, I you don't know where your golf ball goes, right? You just start hitting it in the street, you know, like you've not always have, and it's blown all over the place. So you have no ball control, but, you know, playing golf in the wind here and in the cold weather or winds changing. And I mean, the weather here is nuts. <laughs> it's not the same. Like I said, every day is different for the most part. Uh, yeah. It's great to build your golf game. Yeah, we have actually, so in the team, we're 12 right now and six of us are international. So it's pretty cool. Um, and two of them are from England mm-hmm. and I'm not even kidding. Like it was around, um, I don't know, 30 degrees outside and they were on shorts. Like they were on shorts and like 
just not even long sleeves, like halves. And I was like, what are you girls doing? And they're like, oh, it's just like back home. And I was like, back home, what? Yeah. Like, it was just insane. I was like, you girls, I'm going to freeze out. Like, I was with like a beanie and like gloves and my my nose was so red and like dripping because I was so cold. Uh, but eventually you get used to it, like I said. And one of the things that I love about our team is that we're just hard grinders. And one of the things that our coaches always tell us is that you already know it's hot there out there. It's cold out there. It's windy. Saying it to yourself and in front of the team is just going to make it and have more power, Yeah, which is not going to bring a good positivity to the team. So if it's cold out there, that's fine. And it's just incredible whenever we go in tournaments, um, because you hear like half of the field, half of the teams complaining about things that they do not control. They do not control the the weather. They do not control how others hate, but they do control their emotions and their thoughts. And so for us, we have been so strong and we have been working so hard um, to have positive thoughts. And even if we don't like the, the, the weather, do not say it out loud because there's other five girls that are playing with you that probably are struggling. If you say it, you're going to actually give it action to that thought that you're having. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about that first win down in Texas. <laughs> it was, I can tell you everything was dropping in the hole. Like I wasn't even hitting it that good. I'm not going to sound like cocky or anything, but I was well, not. Hey, I, I have been there. I'm, I'm like that golfer who stabs yeah. it around and makes the world. Yeah. Like so sometimes you can hit that 30 yard hook. Yeah. And, hitting every fairway, every green, and you're making everything. And that happened. Like, I wasn't necessarily hitting it, like, super close. I mean, there were shots that I was literally doing top in. But there were some that, like, I will have, like, 45 foot or something, and I will make it. And typical, that just goes in, like, super hard in the hole, and I'll be like, oh, okay. Um, and it was just it was just an amazing experience. And, like, I didn't even – whenever, um, for me, it happens that I'm really into the game. Like, I'm really into the round. I'm very focused, very relaxed. Like – I call it, I'm on the flow zone. So I'm like, just, just playing, not really worrying about what's going to happen, what happened in the past. Um, like, it's really hard to like, kind of think of how you are doing with your score. Mm -hmm. It's more of like, okay, like what's the next shot? And you get to the next shot and you're thinking to the next shot and stuff and so on until you finish. And eventually when I make my last spot and my teammates were there, they were like, I honestly thought I play good, but not good enough. Cause I mean, I was just three, I was, I think I was leading by three or two. So I was like, that's just nothing. Like it just, everything can happen. Just yeah. relax and stay there, grind out there, like mental toughness. I, I was just, I was just trying really hard out there. Um, and eventually I was like, you know what? Just don't try, let it happen. Let the words come to you. Just be patient. Uh, and I always say that when people interviewed me in that tournament, they were like, what was the key? I was like, patience. I, and I even have a tattoo on my fingers as patience because patience literally in golf, it's the key. If you yeah. don't have patience, no matter how much you practice, you're not going to be able to do achieve the things you want to. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. And then, um, as soon as I won, like that hug that my coaches gave me and then like my parents called me and they were crying they were like, you won in your freshman year. And I was like, Oh, I did one in my freshman year. Like, this is actually very cool. And I was like, this is awesome. Um, and yeah, and eventually, like, I, I, I want another win. Like, I, I'm not the person that I'm like, okay, one, that's enough. It's the same with birdies. Like, if I do one, I want to make two, and then I want to make three, and so on. So, yeah, once yeah. you get that first taste of that win, right, and you know it's possible, every tournament you tee it up at, you're like, I can do it now. I've done it before. There's no reason I can't do it again. I may as well just go win another one. 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's a great feeling. And you, so you shot, was it minus fifteen? You broke the OSU scoring record by four shots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Like, whenever um, the cowgirl like program or something like text me or something interview me, they're like, "Do you know you broke this and this and this record?" I was like, "No, to be honest." Like, I just stand on the team play golf because that's my job here. My job is to play good to help the team to win national championships. I'm not like aware of what records I'm doing or anything like that. But at the end of the day, I was so grateful, and it was it was really cool to know that. <laughs> Uh, so with, with like, obviously, you know, you're there to play golf, right? But what about school? Like, uh, do you know, after your freshman year, did you know kind of like what you wanted to study? Did you pick your degree yet? Uh, to be honest, like I said, school was not important to me before college. And my dad was praying for me to get it through my freshman year, through my first semester. He was like, Isa, please, I beg you, please work hard in the school. I was like, are you challenging me? And whenever someone challenges me, like I will take it very serious and stuff. And at the end of the day, I was like, I've been through through surgeries and stuff. You never know like health wise, what's going to happen in golf. And like, as an athlete, the body is assigned to do something. And if you overuse your body, you're going to get injured at some point. So you have to like have a plan B and a plan C. And so for me, I didn't take it as serious. And then the freshman year started, and I actually liked it. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Whenever people was like, I was sitting that with my counselor and she was like, okay, so what do you like? And I was like, um, golf. She's like, something that is not golf. And I was like, well, I like everything. And she's like, do you like math? And I was like, no. Yeah. Matt and me are a love and hate relationship. I only use math for golf and that's it. I'm not, no. So she's like, okay. And so she started asking me and I took a lot of classes my freshman year, like a lot of different types of classes. And it was really fun. And eventually, like, I wanted something super general and just do minor so I could do, like, less hours but having something for about everything, which is what I'm doing. I am um, I already have a minor in ag leadership, and I'm doing another one in sports management currently. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just realized, like, I wanted to say a fifth year because school is so important. And like I said, on my – on my on my dream like i want to be the best on tour but eventually i'm going to be i'm going i want to retire and i want to be working on something that i love yeah. and that means you have to have the degree and then you have to graduate for to be able to do that so um there's not really a rush to do things there's not really a rush to to like just put some like just speed up things if there's actually time for everything so yeah yeah and then so so going in into obviously last year, which was a bit of a weird year, obviously with COVID and the whole thing, dealing with all that stuff. But um, you guys played great at, you know, you won conference, right? You played great at nationals, almost had it at nationals. Uh, but I mean, how was that, you know, going to nationals, having that experience and just having, you know, the team and the atmosphere just, it must have been so cool. Yeah, we actually um, just had a team meeting today just kind of like discussing uh the whole like year and how everything went um and the coach put a video of like the summary of the entire season like why not and five of us including myself we like were tearing up just because people from the outside don't realize how hard it is to get to nationals and then being on the finals like it's so so hard like it's days of like practicing and like freaking like almost snowing and rainy and I mean and then like whenever you have you, nobody knows but like sometimes in, whenever you're playing nationals you have finals it's finals week so you have to be able to manage those two things being able to focus in the tournament but also have good grades and be there so it's a challenge it's a true challenge but yeah. 
I think what makes um, us as a team so special is that we're so different, but we love working hard. Everyone loves working hard their own way. And we all, it's, it's so like amazing how we as a women's golf team and then the men's team, we both have the same goal, which is win national championships. So we play with each other so much and we compete with each other. That makes it triple time special because you're putting two teams together that have the same goal. It's so special. And uh, for us, we love, like I said, we love grinding, like literally in the waiting room on school. Like I think if I'm not saying like bad numbers, I think we didn't win like down a three point four GPA, I think. Like we were we were grinding out there, um, in and outside of the golf course and most people don't see they only see like, oh, they're winning tournaments or oh, they miss a cut or stuff like that. But um eventually just everything falls into place and the coaches always told us that you do not say that you're gonna do things. Just show just prove them. Like just show them with actions. And we were a silent team. Nobody expected Oklahoma City to be on the final. At least they expected from the men's, but not the women's team. So we were silent, like we won big 12s and then he came down and then we were just constant and we were there all the time. We were in continuity all the time. And eventually something happened in nationals that all the preparation and everything that we've been through, it pays off. It just, it was such an emotional week, such an amazing week knowing that we were in Arizona, but pretty much the girls that were playing, they were there for us. They were cheering for us. And that's what being a teammate is about. That's why college and playing a sport in college is about to be there for your teammate. And it's, it's more than just playing a sport. It's like a family. It's building, building a family. And it was, it was such an amazing feeling. Uh, and I was convinced before nationals, I was like, coaches, like I'm leaving next year. Peace out. I finished nationals okay. and I was like, guys, yeah, after after uh, nationals, I was like, guys, I'm not going anywhere until y'all kick me out of here. I'm not going anywhere. We're, in, we're winning national championships. And they're like, okay, that sounds amazing. Go, we like that. Um, so, yeah, it's just stuff. It's kind of, I always said that nationals like kind of plant a seed in us, in every single one of us. And it's growing every time. And that makes us even work harder and like do everything with discipline and just, I mean, just, just be grinding out there. It's just we we it's kind of hard to explain, but it just created an emotion that um, it literally we end up crying after watching that video because we only knew what that meant and it was amazing. Actually, when we won uh, Big Twelves, the girls that didn't travel, we came back from Big Twelves around one a.m. and the girl the rest of the team was in the parking lot in the golf course with lamps with like signs and stuff like and then music and they were like i mean i'm just i mean yelling and they were i mean i was like where else do you find this like honestly what school is gonna do this for you like even like they didn't make the lineup they're not playing or they're injured but they still are there for your teammate like is it i was just like okay like this is a true family this is i have like 11 sisters that I can count on. It's not just like, oh, people that I know. It's, they're my sisters and I can count on them. So it's been just amazing. And I'm, I'm very grateful to be here. Yeah. So so go back a bit. Tell me why. Why were you thinking of leaving? Were you going to turn pro and, and do all yeah. that? <laughs> well, I, I just feel that it's just kind of like it was on my system a little bit. It was kind of like, well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm playing good. Like I'm playing decent. Like I'm, I've matured and stuff. Like I think it's time for me to do it. But the reality is that not because you win one college tournament, that means you're the best. It means that because of the things I've been through, um, 
in freshman year, sophomore year, like not all of it has been happy moments and stuff. There's been times that I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm questioning like a lot of things. Um, and so that eventually, like the way I see it is that make me open my eyes and see the whole view and be like, okay, like, it's fine. Don't freak out. Like yeah. you have, you have your teammates, you have your coaches. I even have my friends here. Like it's okay. Um, and I eventually realized and I was like, yeah, I'm good but I'm not good enough yet to be the best on tour. And if I want to be the best on tour, I have to be the best on amateur golf. And am I the best amateur in golf right now? No, I'm the 54 or 56 in the world. So that's, those are facts. Whenever it says Isabella Fierro top three, then I might think about it. And it might take me two years, three years, but my plan is staying a fifth year. So I can also like slow down my pace and not be able to like, or not having that um, pressure on myself and that like, I don't know, like anxiety of like, oh my gosh, if I hit a bogey, like I'm just not gonna graduate. Like all of those things and I needed something to slow down. Um, and plus I love it here. So I was just like, well, as long as I can help the team to get better and they can help me and um, I'm happy, then that's what all, it, it, what matters <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You, you you know you going back to mention you know the girls showing up at 1am and and having you know such a great team atmosphere obviously a lot of people know the guys um the guys team and the guys alumni but a lot of people don't realize that the the girls alumni is pretty stacked too right you got a lot of professional golfers on the girls side what's it like being a player and being able to reach out to the alumni and pull from them and kind of ask them questions and and pick their brains and stuff it's amazing, especially because they they have been in our shoes. They it's not someone that skipped college. No, they literally have been in our shoes. For, I think we talked this summer with Bernie Lindbergh, mm-hmm. um, and she's such an amazing and down to earth person. And she literally spoke to us like she's like, "Girls, tour is not what you think of. Tour it's lonely and it's hard. And if you're not making cuts, you are losing money instead of winning money. And that's the reality." But you cannot see that on TV. You only see and you only see the good shots. You only see the people that are making money. But what about the people that are strolling to keep their LPGA card or even their Symmetra card? That's your reality. So that's why it's so important to stay in college. But Pernilla has been so nice. I think we're going to talk to uh, Caroline Masson soon. Um, and then um, there's a girl named, I think it's Jaden. Uh, she's an Australian. She played here. Um, and she comes here quite often. She's amazing also. And she's, um, I mean, it's just so cool to have somebody that been whatever you're going through and you can ask questions and of course everyone's different, but just, just learning from them. Cause I, I just feel that you can learn from anybody. You just, I mean, everyone has their own perspective and you can learn from anybody, but especially from them that are going through that. And especially if your goal is being on tour one day, just having that feedback to know how can you get better from that perspective instead of just here. Um, it's just really cool. Yeah. I, I can't, in, I can't not interview. I can't interview and not ask you about Augusta. <laughs> Tell me about going to Augusta. I mean, that is obviously it's heaven for every golfer on the planet for the most part. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. was it? It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was such an amazing experience. The fact that I mean, that's how much women's golf has grown. The fact that they're letting. I mean, not even the LPGA tour players. Most of them got the chance to play there. Yeah. And yeah. so the that's how powerful uh, women's amateur golf is right now. It has grown so much. 
Um, and just, I even said, it. I was like, it's, it's just amazing that we're able to stand where we're standing right now. Uh, and they're letting us like use their facilities and everything. Like sometimes, like I, I even thought I was on a dream. I was like, this is like the cords didn't look real. Like you look fake. It was just perfect. Like you could not find any imperfections in the golf course. Like it was just completely, it was like, if you were playing Wii, everything just looked green, the same tone and then like rough change it. And then the the trees were perfectly fine. You didn't find any like flowers on the floor. No, nothing. It was just perfection. So, um, it was a, it was a great, a great tournament. I played two years, um, luckily and hopefully i will get invited next year but um i i got the chance to have my family with me so they got to they got to leave that experience with me so it was it was pretty cool um but definitely like i said this is another thing why i didn't want to turn professional because i was like you get to live this probably like three or four more years if you keep grinding out there why are you going to be wasting your time or like losing that because of, i mean it's just there's no point and once you beat that you beat the girls there you have another fact to be like, okay, I won the Gloucester Women's National Amateur. Now I have another fact. Or if you win the um, US Women's Am, you have another fact. So there's just a lot of things that I think I want to achieve for me to be like, okay, now it's time to go go pro. But Augusta was, poof. I mean, I, I think I even spent more money than any other place in the world. Like it's just, I bought so many things and like they gave us so many stuff uh, and they treat you so good, which is just, it's just, unbelievable what was the biggest surprise when you when you got there what was like was there a hole that just was better than obviously or i mean obviously the tv doesn't make doesn't give it do it justice with how much undulation there is and stuff but was there anything that really stood out to you that that was just like wow i did not expect it yeah um the undulation on the fairways like most people don't see that but for example on number 10 the bunker that is on the right you see the pg2 players they just get it out with like an eight iron and a pitching wedge like they're fine for us like i'm five four i'm not like super tall i'm not tall at all but like it was like this bunker that i can tell you was double size my height so like nobody that was in that bunker was able to hit in the green they needed to like lay off because of how tall it was and then like number 11, it was just a lot of holes that like were so hilly and like it will roll. So if it's downhill, sometimes it will roll like 30, 40 yards. Like it was just firm, really firm. And then the breaks, I even remember like, I'm very good. That's my favorite like club, my putter. It's like my baby. Like I love putting and I'm really good at reading greens and everything. But in that course, I was not like I was standing and I was like, I asked my cat, I was like, oh, this is left or right. He's like, no, this is right to left. I was like, what? There's a heel on the left. Like, how can you say that? And she, he was like, because of the water and that thing you see on the right and that and that. And I was like, oh, okay. And eventually break, like he said, but yeah. it was just the, the greens were really interesting to read. Um, and I don't know. I just, everything was just amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm what an experience, right? And like you said, why turn pro when hopefully you get to go back three, you know, two or three more times. Yeah. I mean, everybody would have probably made you know make the same decision too especially when you're you know if you're a professional you know woman golfer you can't play Augusta really can you so mm-hmm. they don't have a don't have that yet but um well I really appreciate you taking the time out to share some stories uh I'm no doubt it's gonna improve and then you know you girls gonna have a great year and go one better at nationals obviously that's the goal we'd love to see that happen while you're still still at school um last question though yeah. Do you guys play much golf in Oklahoma other than Carston? Um, we well we're playing Stillwater Country Club. Sometimes okay. we go to Oak Tree. Yeah. I really 
Yeah, I love the oak tree. Like, it's so pretty. The only time we've been, the greens were punched, so they weren't that good. But the course, like, in general, was so challenging, which I loved. Um, and then I, I really want to go play Southern Hills. That's, like, my dream. I really, really want to go. Um, but I just I just feel like the courses in Oklahoma, there's no course. You can be like, oh, it's easy to shoot on their part. Like, you have to be, like, I mean, hitting it good and kind of knowing the – I feel like knowing the, the wind direction, like, whenever you're about to tee off because – the wind swirls so much like where you are standing, but you like over there, like all the way up, it's way different. So as we have to have your compass and look at it because it's so important to know what direction is coming. So yeah, yeah it's, it's challenging. <laughs> so, yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, I was going to ask you what's your favorite course, but obviously you've only played a few and Oak tree seems to be one of the good ones, but you're right. Southern Hills, I'm still on my bucket list as well. So hopefully we get to take that off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I know we didn't touch on Palmer Cup. Obviously, that was a huge deal as well, you playing that. Um, but, yeah, th- I mean, thanks so much for sharing some stories. Wish you all the best for this semester and obviously the few more, you know, future years at, as a cowgirl and hopefully you see you lifting that trophy sometime soon. Of course, we, we will be. I promise that we will be. <laughs> awesome. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. The home market is booming and RCB Bank is here for you. If you're in the market to buy a home, a mortgage pre-qualification will make the process much easier. Talk to one of our mortgage professionals today. RCB Bank, that's my bank. With approved credit, terms and restrictions apply, member FDIC, equal housing lender, RCB Bank, NMLS 798151. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.